Hey, and welcome back to the Blue Collar Off-Road Podcast, episode 19. I'm here with Luke, Richie, Cody, uh, I'm Graham, and we've got a special guest today. We have uh, Mark, who we've met wheeling uh, a couple times, and we've sort of been, you know, it's one of those deals where you, you wheel what the guy wants, you add him on Facebook, and you just follow what they do, and you know, eventually they come back up and you wheel again at some point. And um, you, we've actually been, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we've been watching uh, Mark's progress on his Jeep. And I've personally been really impressed with how far it's come since the last time it was out wheeling. Um, Luke, if you have uh, any other thoughts, we sort of, I guess a little bit of backstory is we met his Jeep was not stock, but it was, it was like a, I'd say it was, it was modified, a, a modified, a mild modified build. I'd say overall, nothing still stock axles. Uh, you said it was a long arm or three link front. Yep, so you three had some, front. Yep. Yeah. You had good, good components going on. It was just smaller, right? I mean, there's nothing wrong with a smaller rig. We've, right. we've talked about I mean, it a lot. Yep. But, uh, uh, I think I, at the time when I met you guys, I was on 33s, four and a half inch lift. Uh, Free link in the front, boomerang shackles, leafs in the rear. Um, God, it's changed so much. I, really, I can't honestly yeah, remember. Yeah. <laughs> well, tell us a little bit about the, uh, the journey it's gone on. All right, so I think I bought it in 2018. I had a, a rough country, like one or two inch lift on it. it the, the leaf springs were flat. Uh, the, the coils were beat. Um, so in, I think, about three months' time, before we got on the road, I bought all new Rubicon Express stuff. I think I originally I went with about a three and a half inch lift, 33 inch mud terrains, bumper winch, rear bumper. Now this is and the I, uh, the big question: What brand tires? Uh, some Chinese stuff. Oh, that's all right. That's all right. <laughs> all right. Yeah. The, the three of us here, because me and Richie are kind of on the same page with our tire choice. Um, we always like yeah. to kind of push each other's buttons on the uh, superior tire. So that's why I had to ask to see where you fell onto it, because even like we have actually any of us in the club, we are we like to poke fun at one another for it. It's it's a good thing we do. <laughs> that's... Merciless mocking is the name of the game. <laughs> that's why we do this, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think it was um, Nakong, something, I don't even, Mudstars, something, I don't oh, know. Oh, okay, yeah. They, like were, a... they were a Black Friday deal, I think I got them for like a buck, some, buck 30, buck 40 each. Wow. I can't beat that, that's, 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 <laughs> that's, that's what I said, if I got a year out of them, it's worth it. There you go. And, um, yeah, so yeah I, go ahead. Sorry, on that note, I paid more for clap tires than you paid for your tires brand new. <laughs> yep. Well, yep. See, so I, at the time I bought the rims and tires, um, I hadn't even bought my Jeep yet. I was like, I'm, I'm going to buy a Jeep. I know what I'm going to buy. I just, I got skunked on a bunch of deals. And then uh, I'm like, I'm going to have the tires ready. So luckily my truck that I drive daily has the same bolt pattern. So I can just from one to the other. So I bought the 33s, threw them on my truck, wheeled that for, I don't know, a few months, and then I bought my Jeep, and then I swapped everything over. It's a smart yeah. plan. A very smart plan. So yeah. now I think that um, you should tell us about what's going on currently, because that's getting exciting. 
Yep. Well, I can tell you where it's supposed to, where it was supposed to go, and I can tell you where I'm at now. <laughs> um. So, and there's a good backstory behind this too. But um, basically, I'm a uh, one tons going. Th- uh, I'm upgrading to a four link in the rear. At least that's oh, currently. Uh, I got a cage ready to go. Uh, God, what else? Whole lot of cutting. Coilovers in the rear. Holy shit. I might be doing coilovers in the front and hopefully the next few months. I feel that. That is definitely on my to-do list, but I think we'll get into that a little bit later on. I got some more fun stuff going on with my shitbox. Yes. You're basically from... Yeah, okay, I'll let you finish. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, and uh, I got some 40-inch tires. Yep. Holy shit. Yeah, he's what? coming from, like, normal, <laughs> normal, normal off-road jeep, like, full-done. Well, it, it's, like, it's funny how I got here, and it, it, I don't want to consume the whole podcast, but basically, what happened was I met you guys, my belt, I broke. Um, I've got to ask. Yes. I'm sorry to interrupt here. What was your impression when we came rolling up? Because that's what? always a funny one. Do you want the honest truth? Yes. Yes. What the fuck? Like, who the hell are these fucking guys? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, oh, Jesus Christ. There's, there's a bunch of XJs, and we all know about the XJ crowd. And then I'm like, oh, God, these guys are crazy. I think um, <laughs> I think Graham was putting his putting his wheels up on that that like loading super, dock. Oh, yeah, yep. yeah, loading dock. Oh, yeah. I'm like, end? there's not a chance in hell this dude's going up there. <laughs> it was too wet. Otherwise, maybe. <laughs> yeah, it was a little wet. It and was then, too wet. Those tires have done loading dock multiple times. The secret is catch it on a dry day and hit it. <laughs> like, I, with I, your purse. I was going to say, my bell, when it's wet, it gets real sketchy. So, <laughs> but, um, yeah, so these guys pull up behind us. So I was with a group of other guys and, um, like, who the hell are these guys? And I know we were pissing you guys off because we were moving so slow. We had people that were trying to get over obstacles, and you guys just wanted to probably hammer that shit, go up, come back, and we knew it's we were pissing of, you off. It's kind of funny to to see the see both halves of the story because we were we weren't really pissed off, but you know it was typical. There's a giant jeep group in front of us. They're going up the rock garden. A lot of them probably are a little underbuilt for the rock garden. We'll just wait, and we'll just blast up it in like two minutes <laughs> there was only one jeep that i knew was annoying everybody i think it was like a maroon tj or something where like they were doing something that was well over their capacity and i, I think i might have been a female she was really nice but i think she was just a little too like listening to everybody else and not doing her own thing so like they were stuck on like three obstacles in a row and like that's what everybody was like all right guys can we like kind of just but everybody else was great. We really—I didn't think we were really like annoyed no. with you guys. Was it the white TJ? Was it the white TJ? Oh, maybe it was. Yeah, it white. was white. Yeah. Was white. Again, yeah, I'm no. black. Green XJ it was actually black or whatever. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Or See, I, green, I, baby. I just remember green. that day. I just remember that day because that was the first day I one-shotted everything at my bell. I remember you, Kish, specifically because I broke on that slippery rock face. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I fixed it, and you came along right behind me and just gunned it right up, like, first time, like, God damn it! Fun, fun fact, so I have computer speakers on oh, top yes. of my dash, yes. and when I did that, the speaker on the driver's side dislodged itself and fell right into my crotch mid-climb. mid, mid climb. 
I I almost I almost lost it because of that. <laughs> God, was my uh, Jeep there for that day? I know yeah. I was there. Was I, I, was my Jeep there? I or think so. I think so. I think you were riding with your girlfriend. Oh, I might have been with Caitlin. I might okay. Have been. Oh yeah, no, that I'm, was I'm the pretty day sure. Where I forget one of the gentlemen with uh, JKU was like, "Oh shit, I follow you on Instagram," and she was like, "Oh, then they had a nice conversation." So yeah, I think I was riding with her that day. Not surprised my shitbox was broken. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think it was just at the shop getting built. I don't think it was broken. No. Yeah, think... that would be the time period. Was it? Yeah, it was. Yeah. So last year in February, March time? Oh, no, because it was in there since from January to July. So there could have been anywhere in there that it was. That we went yeah, through, this was definitely warmer out. So I'm going to go with April or June. Huh. Sound like that. Let me see when I posted the video. <laughs> well, I posted a video of me breaking, so it was probably about a month before that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it's just Actually, funny Luke, to hear Luke, the other Luke's side. In that video. Am Is I? He? Yeah, you're guiding me up. You're like, and then I, I, you hear just the carnage, and you're like, oh, and I'm like, <laughs> still trying to like get up. Goddamn. <laughs> That obstacle's a terrible one when it's wet because when it's wet, it wants to throw you into that tree. And yeah. if you come over it and you don't have enough breakover angle that or the right wheelbase, your front tire is trying to climb through like that divot and it just pops axle shafts when it's wet because it yeah. like catches and pulls them for or the opposite direction as the Jeep goes back down. See, I really like that obstacle because, honestly, that was, like, the first obstacle that I did where I was a little uncomfortable, but it really taught me to just commit to it. Because if you start at the bottom, give a decent bit of throttle input, just kind of follow through with it, and if you stay following through, you'll make it perfectly fine. But if you start sliding and you get nervous, which I did, like, probably three to three to probably ten times learning it and i would slide almost and almost hit the tree but then once i started watching other people do it it was nice because then i got to do it and then i was able to teach i believe there was a there's a kid in durango that came wheeling with us once and he wanted to try it and i was able to kind of talk him through it and he made it up without a problem so it's kind of a fun one to do yeah that's <laughs> really the perfect way to describe that obstacle is and i, I had the same issue when i was first going up it is you if you don't have the the right amount of speed and you're not hitting it in the right spot you just slide over and it even if it's i mean you don't always break stuff it, i don't know what it was with that day and people just blowing those uh blowing you joints i don't know but it was funny <laughs> <laughs> i'm not gonna lie we sat there laughing for a solid five minutes before we came down with the jack and the tools <laughs> It, oh, it was so funny. It was fairly obvious. It's just like these guys; these guys are definitely more hardcore than we were at the time. And and you guys were just either laughing and getting pissed, laughing and getting pissed off, like like look at these clowns; they're they're messing up. And then at the same time, like oh god, they're, they're blocking the trail. Like, <laughs> well, it's like I I knew Mark; I was going to be hitting that obstacle right after you. So as soon as the JK got all done getting you know fixed and off of the obstacle. And you went and hopped into your Jeep. I was like, fuck yeah, I'm going. You go and hit it and break the exact same thing. <laughs> exact like, same well, way. I'm just going to wait until everyone's <laughs> gone now. <laughs> and I know in the middle of all of this going on, because the jack was in the back of my Jeep and my Jeep ended up in front of yours, I ended up having to back down. 
uh, we like rearranged our lines so I could like sleep or sneak through and hit the hard lines to go up, and it was just like bing bang boom. I'm up three obstacles in the time <laughs> that it took them to get up like one. Oh. And if, so, if it means anything, I I definitely repaired a little faster than the other guy. So yes, yes, yes. Oh, he was slow. He was slow. Yeah, but he did. Was. He blew the U-joint ears apart, so he had to hammer them back down to get the yeah, axle right. to come out because he split the cap and they peeled up. Oh, yeah, Jesus. and it just it, it, yeah oh. we couldn't get it we couldn't get the the splat, uh, the shaft through the knuckle. Oh, that's okay. Oh, that oh, makes so, sense. So that was a little bit worse than what I knew. <laughs> yeah, no, like we had uh the hammer and the punch out of the back of my Jeep and we're over there like hammering them things down and he's we've got the Jeep like winched to the back of someone else or the front of someone else. I can't remember. Uh Jack's or my Jack's under it and my Jack's like a little excuse me, man portable or like easily portable uh two ton car jack. So we had that under there and we're we're just hammering on this thing, like hoping that it doesn't take the jack that's sitting at like a thirty degree angle and flop it over. It was that was fun, and then we had to do the or similar stuff with Mark's Jeep. Like twenty minutes. Yours yeah. was good. Uh, all in all, though, it was a pretty good day. Yeah. 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 yeah until I blew a brake line trying to pull a gram out of the whatever the fuck oh. he got into at the very top. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, I was forgot that? about that. <laughs> Holy... <laughs> Wait, was that when I blew my header? My uh, exhaust. Yes, header? it yeah. was when yes. you blew the header. <laughs> you got so twisted in those rocks, you're like, yeah, my uh, my winch doesn't work. Oh shit. Okay, let's try to pull you out. And you were you you literally wedged yourself. Like I don't know how the hell you got in there. It was oh, unbelievable. <laughs> so, just so Graham has a secret talent. He finds every 37-inch diameter hole with a V-notch in it and stuffs his tire against both sides of the V-notch at the same time. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> and, and I remember that he he his uh, winch did end up working that day because I kept hitting it with a hammer. It just doesn't disengage it didn't disengage in that point in time for that's what, yeah that's what it, was. it it did with a hammer ah <laughs> <laughs> uh, that no, was a actually, actually it's not because i have a new bumper now but it will be fixed everything works on it again so that won't happen i just remember you climbing up in there i'm like oh god this is not going to end well i'm just See, like jesus I, christ i made it up that before no problem there was i literally it just it was just wet that day time. you did no, i think you slipped just, didn't at one point you had the line and you were you were getting up it and then you, you lost traction, you came back down and you literally like hopped between the be tree and the rock yeah. or something? Yeah, I made something it, like that. We had, to, we had to high lift you up and push you and like pull you yep. over, not the high lift over. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I drove home with Oof. half a header. Jeez. That was a fun day. <laughs> For me tough. it was. No, it was. That it was, was a fun day for me too. It was, all, it was. I don't know. I go to Marbell sometimes, and I just expect it to be uneventful. But there's always people there that make it interesting. Like there's just always <laughs> some random group. You like that time it was you guys, right? And that's yep. just adds another variable of. I feel like know. we might be the group that makes it interesting. Maybe, but for <laughs> us, it's got to be other people, right? I mean, if we if it was just, who are there like five of us? 
at Marbell, it would be less interesting than we had Ryan there too. Okay, there there was more than just five of us. Was Colin there that day? I don't think so. so. No, I don't believe so. Oh, that's a shame. You guys would have loved Colin. You think that we're obnoxious? He's he's not obnoxious, but he is an entertaining character who likes his rev limiter. He's entertaining until he breaks, but so it's like thirty seconds. Thirty seconds of just like balls. He didn't to break that much last year. Yeah, he was Honestly, much better than he was he the year before. Because you know, yeah. all of his tires are just from that bad batch of MTRs. <laughs> are you talking about every single batch of MTRs made, or no, no, just the bad batches? <laughs> so is so that every time. other batch, or like, can we get a consistent know. number here? I mean, you know, the one where the the sidewall, or not the sidewall, the you know, the main tread just explodes randomly, and the uh, the sidewalls are totally unscathed. Those those ones. By the way, I actually have breaking fucking news. I found a black hatch. I'm getting what? my what? black hatch back. Nice. I'm so excited. No, keep this. Keep no. the spooky booty. <laughs> that thing is coming off as soon as possible. The Keep only the spooky is... booty. It's not a true XJ unless it's like three different colors. Yeah. <laughs> hey. If hey. I have a sticker on it, make it three different colors. I'm going to spend probably a solid week just taking stickers off of this hatch. <laughs> or just don't because you're going to smash it immediately because it's no. the same color. I have plans. I have plans. Don't you worry, Graham. No, it's going to smash up and it's going to be horrible. No, I have plexiglass. If I replace. Okay, well, that's cheating. If I replace my. (laughs) uh, No offense, Mark. If I replace my forest green, ugly, smashed to shit hatch that still has good glass in it, I don't know how the glass hasn't shattered. It's broken on like both sides when I bought it. One of the pillars on the edge was just totally crumpled. I don't know how you manage that. But it was just fully caved in. I've smashed it a bunch on the other side, on the bottom. It's just totally mangled, and it it won't die. As soon as I swap it, though, for a silver one, I'll pop it immediately. So it stays. I really hope you're wrong. And then we get to point and laugh at you. No, Mm. don't don't do it. I have. You'll be finding glass for years. (laughs) Yep. I have watched the uh, the glass on your hatch, Graham. Bend in, but not what? break. Magical <laughs> glass right there. That's some good yeah. stuff. Well, it's well, funny yeah. that you mentioned that because the glass on my side windows has bowed like a solid quarter of an inch, half of an inch, just when I'm being an idiot, and it's I'm just scared. Wait, I I can't tell you the amount of times that. At uh, at my house, I've just watched all my uh, rear quarter glass bend in off of trees and I've also, not break. I've also watched your back door window explode from a stick. So I mean, yeah, it doesn't take yeah, much, that's, man. That happened to. No, it's just the right pressure at the right spot. <laughs> I at the very end of this last season, I tagged a tr- I just tapped a tree with a windshield wiper, and that was enough to explode uh, the rear glass. So that's why I got a blue hash now. On that note, <laughs> welcome to the club. I know, right now I've got my cherry. <laughs> You're not a real XJ if you have the same color uh, hat. Hold on, this was this is perfect because Luke could trade. Um, well, hold on, hold on. So I might Grant be able to find his green to uh, Mark. Mark could trade his. You don't want mine. It's so so gross. Green. 
it's and then uh Graham would just end up with whatever Luke has, which I think is what white again. No, I haven't gone I haven't bought anything for that Jeep other than parts to get the suspension and the unibody squared away. White hatch? Uh no, not even. It just doesn't have a hatch right now. That yeah, white heart. hatch. No. Well, you know, Luke, you, you have a red one sitting at my house if you want it. Oh, really? All right, I'll take that. I'll just spray paint it blue. I don't care. Or you talk to Colin and have Colin find a blue one and you give him the red one because he'll, he'll actually put the effort in to find a color-matched one. Well, I just got him a color-matched one at the end of the last season uh, from that red Jeep that we took apart that day that you and uh, Buckley were down and we stripped the whole interior out in like 45 minutes. He bought the hatch, fenders, header, every body panel that was easily removable that would fit his Jeep, he bought. That's why yeah. it's all fixed up now, or part of the reason why it looks so much better now. He put, I think it he put the new header panel on and the hatch on. He hasn't. I've seen it. No, he didn't put the hatch on. Like flat tire, and uh, like that's a shame. Sad looking. I Wait, know he the put the hatch on at the very least. Yeah, I was gonna say he definitely has a hatch on it. It looks sad. All the tires were flat last I saw. It. <laughs> <laughs> listen, listen, listen. They're only flat on the bottom, so it's okay. Oh, God. He's aired down, ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> he runs on rim anyway, so it don't even matter. <laughs> so, on the note of running on rim, I'm getting really excited. This week, it's going to be over 50, which means that I can break out the gold spray paint can. Oh, so, stickies are about to be mounted. <laughs> <laughs> gold wheels. Oh, yeah. Gold wheels with clapped reds. Find me some pimp spinners. <laughs> hey, find me a set of pimp spinners that work, and I will happily run them on those tires, and then I will show up and be even worse than the day that you met us, Mark. I was just rolling up on my 40-inch nittos, being a dumbass and one-shotting everything, and the... it was sloppy that day, so that was good. But, so, you and Graham are my inspirations, uh, <laughs> a part of my inspirations, so, you know. So, is that, like, I was just about to ask, why, how do I say this, why go full stupid with your Jeep is kind of what I was, like, instead of just going, like, the route of doing, like, how Graham started out, where he was on 37s and one tons, but uh, three, three-quarter ton or eighth tons, whatever you want to call it, why go full mental, if you will? Well, it's funny, because that's how I was supposed to, well... So the so I met you guys, I broke on Ma Bell, um, and then another person, uh, another YouTuber that I I kind of speak to a lot, uh, Bearded Jeeper. He's uh, looking, he's doing a one ton swap as well. So between you guys and him, I'm just like broke my thirty doing dumb shit. Why not just upgrade? Yeah. So I you know stumbled upon a, a set of axles, and I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna run these. Kind, of, I was hoping to find ones with four tens. Uh, gears and just run those until I can afford to re-gear it, put lockers and all that other stuff. It literally was going to be budget. Like, I mean, literally, I was looking for, um, you know, factory, you know, F-350 wheels and all this other crap. Like, I literally was going to piece this thing together. Mm -hmm. Hello, down, my name somewhere... is... What's that? Hello, my name is... <laughs> <laughs> And then somewhere down the line, I'm just like, okay, I'm in there. You know what? 
I'll just do the lockers and the gears while I'm in there. Okay, well, since I'm here, why don't we do this? Why don't we do, like, and it just, it just kept fucking spiraling, spiraling. Before I know it, I'm like, four link, which I was going to run Leafs. I'm like, now it's four link, cage. I'm like, Jesus, like, it literally was, it was like yeah. a gateway drug. And now I'm full on crackhead. Yep. <laughs> I will say this, though. I ran all of last year, other than my motor issues. I really didn't touch it. I changed a couple of, I changed two drive shafts. I think that was it, and I just run stock and drive a shafts. Lockout. Oh yeah, I'm sorry, and I blew two lockouts. Whoop de do. You I, know? I know that because you have a blown lockout, and Graham has a blown lockout in the back of my Jeep. <laughs> Why are they in the back of your Jeep? Because I was yeah. supposed well, to be... warranty them, and then Advance <laughs> yeah. was like, yeah, this is the third warranty in three months. You are cut <laughs> off, and all of your warranties are void. And I'm just like, thanks. Um, <laughs> Unfortunately, they're only like... You, you, guys, uh, you guys ended up leaving the box of all the broken bits in right outside Jeep. of my big shed in the, uh, uh... In the grass. And... I almost ran it over with my lawnmower. Sorry. My bad. So I, just, I just yeeted right into the Jeep, and there they have sat. Well, when I find an advance that isn't going to be cucked and will let me warranty them, I'll warranty them. But I, I, it's not worth it. They're only like 150 bucks you. for two. I got you. Just give Which, them to me. I will warranty them. I got the fucking hookup. Okay, you got a deal. I will send them up to you. Which ones are you guys running? I run mile markers. They're okay. I just grabbed them because they were cheap and they're made by Warren. They're the equivalent of like the Warren Black Hub. That's the ones I got. I haven't tried. I haven't really messed with them, so I don't know. But yeah, my thing with them, I like them because they pop before my sub shaft. Generally, I know Graham popped a sub shaft, yeah. but but that was after the hub popped. The hub popped and then it locked up. And it took the stub shaft with it somehow. I don't know what went on. It was a slick day and there was this, it wasn't even that crazy of an obstacle. It was just, that's where I heard it pop and it started doing stuff, but it stayed locked. So I didn't think anything of it. End of the day comes around. I try to unlock it. Doesn't move. Take the cap off. And it's like glitter in there. And oh. just pieces <laughs> of crap. So they definitely save you a ton of money uh, when they pop versus the stub shaft. The stub shaft goes, that's high potential of uh, new unit bearing. Yeah. New shaft, new hub anyways. So, I mean, you can replace one or you can replace three, right? It's, um... Uh, yeah. You want to build that weak link somewhere cheap and easy to fix. Exactly. Six I Allen keys is... Yeah, six Allen bolts is nothing. It's yep. nice it out, to fix it in. without having to take the tire off. True. That's a really nice. <laughs> I mean, shoot. Yeah, and if if that's all I'm gonna blow most most weekends, then that's it's fine with me. Yeah. So, what are you doing for your four link? I figure that we should go over that, considering that ties in fairly well with what I've got going on. So it's kind of it's weird though. You are kind of in the same spot right now. Um, uh, right now I'm do so this there's a a company out in California. They just released a prototype uh, 
full belly four rear four link front three link and i think it can be converted to a four link if you really wanted to um i actually went with that because um you know unlike luke at least for this part um i haven't really designed many suspension systems yet so i wanted to kind of go off something that has been kind of somewhat tested that yep. i can kind of pull ideas from get my hands on kind of see what they did and then maybe tweak on the it. next round right. i could tweak it or improve on it things like that yeah. but, I, I know the one you're talking about i can't remember the company isn't name. it alpine off-road alpine peak precision yeah gotcha yeah that one looks slick i like i it. like it um I, and that's I me I saying i like it approval <laughs> <laughs> i was like what do you think about this yeah. we talked no, about I, that on one of the podcasts actually yeah um like, yeah it was, between, it was, it was hack between that or iron man yeah, yeah the iron, the iron man, man i like, I like it, it but i don't like how it's put together because it seems like you have to get your hand into some weird positions that if you had like a bigger transfer case <clears throat> atlas um you wouldn't be able to get your hand weird. in there although yeah. unfortunately it looks like my atlas plans have been dashed the move is taking priority but yeah, back, you'll have one before you know it yeah probably but at the same time i just don't care i'd rather move someplace where there's a little bit more wheeling and a little bit more fun and uh not an excuse but it's fine uh you <laughs> know what i mean i think graham's just a little uh salty about the move luke so pay no heed to him yeah, yeah, I still plan to uh, make at least six months this season, so it'll be a good season for me. I guarantee you that we'll break some stuff. You'll come back, don't worry. You'll miss us and come back. You crawl home. We'll <laughs> be waiting with open arms, don't worry. Or we'll just make the Roush a more annual thing, like do it three or four times a year. Uh, well, I'll be checking in from Discord because I'm not <laughs> I'll go down to Windrock and then other places instead of just one place four times driving six hours. Might as well do a 15-hour rip instead. Fair enough. Oh, here it is. I got the Alpine Peak uh, skid plate system. Oh, okay, so the belly's actually separate from the two. Yeah, that's the reason I like it. Yeah, yeah, I I I wanted kind of a full skid underneath there, especially since I'm going to be probably doing some dumb shit. So I want to protect underneath there if I can. Yep. Well, if you end up joining up with uh, backyard built off road, you definitely will be able to uh, have some fun with that. Uh, it's broken a it's it's cost me a lot of money. The membership is cheap. <laughs> <laughs> Maintaining it is very expensive. I guess to soften the blow, you could say you're paying for the memories, right? Yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. The alcohol sometimes washes away the memories. Like, <laughs> <laughs> right, you know, adds to it. Dude, it's so... It's order of parts when you've been drinking. So <laughs> I'm sitting down at the shop, and I'm just, like, casually hanging oh. out with Richie, and we're working on the Jeep, and I'm welding up my unibody, and I'm like, man, this stuff's the welder settings are way off from where I normally weld a Cherokee unibody. My unibody is rotted out on the inside near the rear leaf spring mount, which is where the fucking four link bracket sits. So those brackets oh, are temporary at best. Oh shit. <laughs> I yeah, really you just like got them. Skid plate you design. got to mount them. 
I know. It's sweet That's looking. That's fucking sick. What, do you know what the wheelbase gets uh, pushed out to? On like their, what their recommended uh, lengths are? It's custom. Yeah, you can probably change it to whatever you want. That's yeah. Cool. I do like their design. I'm, I'm hoping to have hands-on in that probably the next two weeks, I think. So, we'll see. That's really yeah, kind of what's they, holding me up right now. Are they still in, like, testing mode? They're not fully uh, producing these things? They are fully producing. They're, I think okay. the first batch of kits are probably going out this week. I was later on in the pre-order, so it's I also, probably see mine in the next week or two. It's also cool. probably a small shop. The dude probably got more orders than he was expecting. He was probably <laughs> expecting to make like maybe 10 kits, and he probably got like 50 or 60 ordered because it was yep. a decent price. It wasn't over the top, if I remember right. In the grand scheme of things, it was probably the cheapest. I mean, even just for link, speak, for link speaking, it was probably the cheapest kit I've seen. Wow. I think he, it was all the, the kit that I was like about 2,500 bucks. Oh that's shit, that's not front bad. And front and rear, but that's wow. doing yourself links. And uh, I mean, obviously no coil, no coil buckets or anything, but it's because it, you got to run. It's essentially designed to run with coilovers. So you said you were going coilovers. You want to tell me what you went with, who you bought them through? Yeah, I bought them through. Was it Chad Bartley? Uh, was it what? Is it not what? Um, hired gun. Hired gun. Yep. Yeah, there's there's this nice. podcast. There's this guy in the podcast that kind of turned me on him. I think his name is like Luke. Oh, he's an <laughs> asshole. That guy, yeah, that guy <laughs> sucks. We don't like him. But no, I'm he's just steering me. He's steering me down a black hole of just endless <laughs> modifications and money pits. <laughs> Welcome to my life. The guy. There's literally a paint pen mark on my Jeep that says "Cut here." Okay. <laughs> <laughs> So he has definitely he's been a great influence, but um so now what brand coilovers did you go with? Nice. Sorry. Good choice, yep. good choice. What length? Uh fourteens. Hell yeah. Yep. You know, I was, I was I was mocking him up the other day. I actually had to text uh message Luke. I'm like, hey, what size did you run? Because it feels like these things are way too small. So fourteens, like I was like, Oh, okay, I guess I'll four, <laughs> I'll run fourteens for now. All I'm going to sure. say is 4600 class is raced on, if I remember correctly, a 14-inch max length shock. So, like we were talking... Yeah, I believe so. Huh. But, like I was talking about with you, the reason I went with the 14s is they fit my shock hoops. I measured. It was the closest thing to them. And then you get 14 inches of sprung travel, which to right. me is a major benefit. Of a coilover yeah. versus a shock or a shock and coil. Sorry. Do you, do you roughly know how how high off the we'll call it the cargo area your hoops run? Uh, my hoops sit even with, like you know that crease in the body line. Yep. The top of my hoop sits a half inch above that. Wow, so yours are, yours are taller than mine. Yeah. I think I'm about ten and a, the but, the mounting point for the shock is or the coil is going to be about I think ten and a quarter inch above the quarter of uh, the cargo area but the reason that mine are set up the way they are is so i can pull the coil in a little bit to clear the super duty rim yeah so it's got to be a little bit closer to vertical there's a very very minor amount of angle in them like they're angled out maybe five degrees they're not yeah. super wide okay i when yeah, i, I went a little, it up 
I went a little different. I um I went with shock towers and I cut into the unibody and I Frenched mm-hmm. in the shock towers. So I'm I'm I think I sh- theoretically shouldn't really run into that that clearance yeah. issue. Yeah. So I'm kind of dumb, and <laughs> with the way that I'm yep. building my Jeep, my outer um, if you will, like the supports that uh, or not supports, but my fender flares are going to mount up to my shock tower. So there's going to be a piece of DOM running between them. So it'll hopefully make it easier for me to plate the inside of the unibody with uh, sheet metal, having a space to weld to. And as a result, I just kind of kept the shock towers and didn't French them. I can understand the point of Frenching them. It totally makes sense in my head. You know, you get a little bit more angle. And this is another one of those random tech rants, but having more angle in your coilover improves the lateral stability to a certain point. So if you get like past, I think it's 15 degrees of uh, angle in the coilover, it's defeating the purpose, but like 15 is close enough to being vertical, but it still provides a little bit of extra um, counteraction to the body trying to fall over the coilover like it just due to the way it's angled sorry hmm. yeah no it's this is all the uncharted territory for me so i'm doing some reading bouncing off some other people and yeah this shit's it. just shit i like to nerd out about hey you're my go-to so what can i say <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like luke is a go-to for us quite a few people here yeah he likes it though he likes he love like this is his shit you know so if he's able to share his knowledge and nerd out about it with other people it gets him giddier than a fat kid on christmas when the cookies come out like it's it's awesome to see him kind of literally nerd out about it so yeah i I enjoy i don't know i met him and he had like this claptrap buggy i don't i wouldn't have expected the kid to be able to build anything Well, he's got, he's got three or four predecessors behind him still wheeling. So, I mean, it's kind of... time's the charm. Yeah. got to get it right one time. You know, it's funny, though, because it's like there's three things. I play War Thunder, which is a MMO, uh, like, plane and tank simulator. I do, like, engineering stuff for 3D printing and CAD, and that stuff's like my cocaine and Jeeps. If it's any of those three things, I will give you every little bit of information I know about them, and then some. All you gotta do is ask. Yeah. And... <laughs> Sorry. So are you planning on driving this thing on the road? Or is it gonna be a, a trailer queen? I think eventually it's gonna be a trailer queen. I gotta get yes. the trailer and the tow rig, but... Exactly. I, drive I, it while you can. Build it to drive, not to well, ride. That's kind of what I was telling Luke the other day. I mean, I don't know if you guys have been seeing, but I basically she mailed in all my rear my rear quarters because so I cut the ever living shit out of them. Yep. She mailed she mailed them in so I can keep the elements out for at least if I do drive it on the road. I think I saw that picture. That's See, I, you did I personally a... I believe that should be done anyways, just because it makes it makes the drive nicer, even if it's just a trailer queen, because yeah. then you don't have like if you go through a giant mud hole or something. Then you don't right. have shit just right in your cabin. Listen, yeah. that's enough of a personal attack, Richie. <laughs> it was supposed to be. It hurted. It was supposed to be. You got more hole than fucking floor. 
I, I, when were we, were we trying to... Um, I was throwing rocks straight through his Jeep. He was on the other side or something. I was throwing rocks through the Jeep. Yeah, you hit him. me in the leg with one of those cocks. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure that was our uh, the last trip up to Badlands. That was uh, no, Badlands was I, the water bottle shoved in the Super Duty rim. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm pretty sure it was both. I'm pretty fucking sure. It might have been, I, I don't remember. I at your house, we were definitely tossing sticks at anybody trying to go up the ledges. We were just like breaking <laughs> up sticks. Oh, I forget was. who I it was, but some motherfucker threw a rock, and we're not talking about like a little rock. We're talking like a five by like six rock. Through the hole in my fucking unibody <laughs> for my shock towers, it bounced off the hatch, and I thought I blew a drive shaft or something cool. No, it was just the goddamn retard with a rock. That was either so Graham long. or Colin. Can confirm. <laughs> so, so just to clarify, Mark, yeah. we kind of use my house as a legitimate playground to do whatever we want. It's hey, it's. It, the way you guys talk about it, I definitely got to get over there soon. It's, so, it's hectic. It's, right? It used to be so I'll mild. Be, used to I'll be, be easy. caged up. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> well, it no, it's a... just, it's funny because cer- certain Sorry. things are, um... <laughs> you know, what? let's cut that in editing. Okay. I'm sorry. 40 minutes. I got it. I'm writing it down. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Way to go, Iron I Lung. I was <laughs> no, that might have to stay. <laughs> I can believe it. Uh, so, uh, to pick up from that little interruption there. Um, yeah, no, the part that's nice about uh, Kish's place is that the obstacles have progressively gotten harder but we've gotten better at cutting easier obstacles and the hard or the easy obstacles we had originally cut are now getting hard so like there are spots where if you're not on at least 37s you're gonna have to just drop your hammer i think cody can confirm this kish can confirm this there's a couple of places yeah. where it was like a green offshoot that's now probably getting close to a hard blue or a easy black yeah 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 there i wouldn't say necessarily drop the hammer or it's either that or finesse like there's a few ledges that i got to play on that when i didn't have lockers i was i was hitting it like hitting it like the redhead stepchild kind of hitting it like and then i got the lockers and the better tires and i was able to kind of finesse my way through it and some I got stuck a few times. I'm Gas tank. We don't Gas need those. Tank. Here. You don't need it. Throw it in the throw it in the cargo area. You're fine. Exactly. Yep. Yep. Or just zip tie motors. Yeah, I gotta get moving on some of my Jeep stuff. I gotta just waiting for warmer weather. Probably gonna take most of March to just hammer out the shit I gotta do. And then I mean none of it's really like do a shit ton of things at once, but just slowly getting that kind of ball rolling to finesse well, some things and it's yeah. march now get started mid-march it's freezing out dude i had to what are you morning, talking about it's like 40 got, 50 degrees dude i got woken Hit up and I, and my, my my fucking garbage can was rolling down the street i got woken up by it. i had to ratchet strap it to my fence it was so cold and windy out like can't be oh, doing get, get out of here with that shit my house was literally blowing itself apart last night so exactly were you working on your jeep didn't think so <laughs> it's no i i was working on my jeep thank you in a garage you pussy 
So on to don't, a, don't hate the player, hate the game. <laughs> <laughs> hey, on I the gotta... note of working on it, though, you'll appreciate this, Mark, because we've been talking about the issues you've had with your unibody. Right by my leaf spring mount, the unibody is soft, and I'm trying to weld to it, and my welds are just like splot. Yeah, they're you, splotched you fucking garbage, and it didn't look like what I normally do, so. I was playing around with welder settings, and I went up, I tested it on the front of the unibody, and I'm stacking dimes. Nah, it's just fucking thin and rusty on the other side, so I'm literally burn, or I was literally burning into a rust hole that probably had maybe 10 or 15 thousandths worth of good material on it, so now I've got to cut that out. Funny, yeah, you mentioned that. funny story, I almost burned my house down in my garage in the winter time oh, that's Cody. hilarious um <laughs> oh, oh good good i'm happy to hear was, <laughs> at, at the time of my biggest project i was doing floor pans so i basically did the entire floor pan at least in the cargo area and i was i was tacking tacking in and all of a sudden i punched punched through i was like that was weird soft spot and then all of a sudden i see a flame mm. i tap it out not going out like, oh shit Trying to really tap it out, not going out. I'm like, oh crap! I have a fire extinguisher in the back cargo area. I have to run and go get it. Literally, the flame just keeps going and going. I had punched through the unibody and punctured my brake line. The brake line oh. caught on fire and literally oh. just kept spreading and spreading. Like I, I, I don't have pictures of it, but I, my garage is covered in fire extinguisher dust. Oh god damn! Like I swear, I thought my house was going up, man. I was like, this, this isn't going out. Like you know, like you get a a little yep. fire, you tap it out. This thing just kept going and going. I'm like, oh shit! Well, so, like a, a lot of people scary. forget the fact that brake fluid is fucking flammable, and it doesn't. It's not like an easy put out either. I mean, that it's like grease. It's like a grease fire. Like you hit it, it just spreads. Like oh shit! Mm. Yeah. I had a friend who almost did that too. He was he has a Toyota, so very similar to kind of what you were saying. He was welding and he looked inside, thought it was all clear. Turns out that there was a harness that was tucked in under his carpet, like or behind a firewall or something. Didn't realize how close it was. Started welding and was like, "Huh, that's kind of smoking a bit more." Look, didn't realize anything, and then started welding again. All of a sudden, the whole wiring harness on that side caught on fire. Yes. And started catching the insulation and all that. So he was like tapping it, blowing on it, was spitting on it, was like, fuck, had to run over, grab the big fire extinguisher, blew the whole thing out. And so he said, like, he kind of shit his pants, like you were saying, where he's like, dang, I'm just burnt this whole bit. So <laughs> I've got three fire extinguishers now. I got one in the Jeep, I got the semi discharged one, which will probably won't work. And then I got one mounted on the wall. <laughs> so on that note, I was, uh, we're going to say slightly inebriated a while ago. And I was working on my Jeep. And my girlfriend had given me a ride to the shop to work on my Jeep. We'd left my truck at my house. My buddies were down there. I knew we were going to be partying that night. That was the night, Kish, that we threw the uh, hatchet through the hood of that Subaru. After you left. <laughs> that was a good night. After you <laughs> left, I, um, I decided it was a good idea to weld up my axle. Well, I had drained the gear oil, I had sprayed the axle out, and I had moved the drain pan like four feet over, and I didn't think about it, because I'm, at this point, a couple beers in, turn the welder on, start welding up my rear axle. 
That was the rear axle that came out of your Jeep because of pinion bearing failure. Um, Mine? No, Kish's. Oh, oh, sorry. Oh. I was confused. My bad. <laughs> sorry. No, out of Kish's Jeep. Um, and so I'm welding the thing up, and a spark hit the floor, bounced, went into the oil pan, caught the oil pan with brake fluid on fire. I went to go run out of the shop, singed my, like, front of my beard off doing this, holding a flaming oil pan, hoping to get it outside so, like, at least that way I could put it in the center of the driveway. And if it caught fire and, like, whatever, it wasn't going to burn the shop down. Nope, my buddy's truck is parked right outside the door, so I'm like, fuck, grab a fire extinguisher from the other side of the shop, sprint back over and put it out. And I realized it was time for me to go home and finish the axle in the morning. (laughs) My my favorite fire story is when we were down in Naugatuck at the shop that we had down there with Luke's Jeep up on the lift. We had just tried, I think it was just turning it over. We might have started it, but anyways, we ended up forgetting to hook up one of the uh, transmission lines, and so it dumped transmission fluid all over the underside of the Jeep, and that's when Luke decided to go weld underneath the Jeep. And so he had me standing on the side with a fire extinguisher ready to go, just in case something caught on fire. Is training fluid flammable? Yes. Oh, fuck yeah, it's, it is, bud. It's as bad but, as, like, brake fluids. I know brake fluid's, like, super volatile, but I, I didn't think tranny fluid was. So, I don't think it's as flammable. Tranny fluid does the cool thing of where it, like, doesn't want to catch fire until it wants to catch fire, and when it catches fire, it's a really big flash and then a very small flame. But, um... Interesting. But, a- a- anyways, Luke's welding, and he ends up going, Oh, shit! Fire! And so by the time I dropped to a knee, pull the pin and pull the trigger, Luke had flipped up the uh, the welding mask and realized it was just a little baby flame. So he went to inhale to just blow it out. And he ended up getting a face full of fucking fire extinguisher oh. shit as he was <laughs> inhaling. <laughs> I, I fucking blasted Luke so hard with that. And that stuff is nasty. Like, it's yeah. not... Oh, fuck Dude, yeah. I swear to God, if I get lung cancer in, like, 25 years, I don't even have to question what happened. I already know what happened <laughs> and accept why. my fate. <laughs> a flame through a, a fire, fire extinguisher. extinguisher. And, I, was and coughing. I still have the pin from that fire extinguisher. I was coughing. Uh, <laughs> he's not joking about that. I've seen it hate that fucking thing um i was coughing up powder for like a solid day and a half afterwards i probably should have went to the hospital but i was like 18 at the time and thought i was gonna be fine no that's that's bad because that shit pulls oxygen out of the air so like that's really bad so your lungs are you're probably running at like 30 percent oxygen i feel like i'm drunk all the time i don't know why (laughs) Well, it it didn't help the fact that we may or may not have been participating in a little underage stuff there, you know? (laughs) Hey, man, all I'm going to say is 20 bucks is 20 bucks to uh, the uh, packy store owner in Naugatuck. 20 bucks? You're going to get $8 and two natty daddies and you're done. <laughs> no, 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 Cody. We would pay. We would pay this guy twenty bucks, and he'd let us buy whatever the fuck we wanted. 
Huh. That's kind of cool. Luckily, I had. Well, uh, now you you just told on him. Now he's. Yeah, you know, dude. Well, they don't I didn't even. Say who it was. And they don't own the store anymore. They sold it. So. Uh, uh, yep. See, now I have a guy for my flavored tobacco. I have to text him and let him know, like, hey, I'm coming in. I need a, a blue tub. I can't say the flavor because that's incriminating. <laughs> I have to say the color. <laughs> a guy. He's got a guy. I got a guy. I got a guy. I walk in. He's super sketchy about it. He's like, what, how many do you want? I'm like, one. He throws in the bag. He's like, it's in the bag. Keep it in the bag till you get in your car. I'm like, okay, man. Damn. I'm like, <laughs> what am I? Like, Holy <laughs> shit. Massachusetts is absolutely beautiful. Dude, so a buddy of mine tried to get uh, vape coils sent to his house, which vapes are still legal, but the like the flavored juices aren't. They tried taxing him $30 for two coils that cost him 6 bucks. He sent it to um, a friend of his in Connecticut. It cost him like $2 for tax. You know what's <laughs> funny about that is? Not to go too far into detail here, but I was trying to buy something through Palmetto State Armory for uh, airsoft gun, if you will. And uh-huh. um, orange the, safety tip. Yes, orange safety tip. But no, I wanted an actual polymer reinforced grip for it. So I'm trying to order this, and it's literally just a grip. Will not ship to Connecticut. We don't what? do business with your state. It's literally wow. what their response was. Yep. So I don't just go to like Air Splat or something. One of those. I'm gonna places. probably Air do Splat. that, but it's just dumb and entertaining. Well, the reason why I say Air Splat too is because I think they do like reenactment stuff. So like they have like full sized fake weapons for like um like people who do like Civil War reenactments or like um people who play airsoft and stuff like that. So yeah, hmm. like all I was trying to do is for the airsoft gun order a um, front grip and a rear grip. Nothing fancy, huh. but I just wanted the blown polymer stuff because it's tougher and it matches the grade of the gun. It's got a metal body, so fuck it. That's pretty cool. Sucks that they're that crazy, though. I mean, yeah. I have, like, ammo or something, but... No, I was just <laughs> trying to buy through them for, because they're in my grandparents' state and, like, they're a cool company. So I was like, fuck it, I'll order through them. And, you know, I support 2A, so fuck it. Hmm. Um... But so what, oh, sorry. what style cage design are you going with? Are you doing a hybrid? Are you doing a full interior? Are you doing a full exo? What you kind of thinking? I'm doing a hybrid. Ooh. Um, I'm actually using uh, exofab as a base, and okay. then I'm going to build off it. Nice. Um, nice. This will kind of get me out there and get me kind of comfortable with a nodes. cage. And then I'm just going to expect. Just do the nodes, nodes. man. <laughs> the nose. Yeah, they've got a good base. I think I don't know why they even sell the stupid thing. Well, without, I like their improved uh, kit. Their improved kit. Improved yeah, it That's... meets in the center at the note or for nodes. It's got the back with the same like try or the same section design, but it's a major improvement. It's got a node over the top of the roof, and if I remember right, a node in the back of the cab were, or like behind the, the... on the B. I know the one on the Halo's got the node up on top. Yeah, my I haven't, own... I haven't even dry fitted. I was going to do it today, but I ran out of time. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're sorry for dragging you out. No, I've been looking forward to this, man. <laughs> but yes, yeah. Cody, they do. Or they okay. did. They've got like yeah. the rectangles in the, or in the back, like over the C to the B, 
which yes, in that yep. area it doesn't matter as much. You can get but, away with that. I'm just super picky about how I do my stuff because with the skill set that I have developed, it just it's easier for me to go that way. What way did you go? Just full building, building his own, building no, my own. I mean, yeah, I'm I'm kind of on the same route as uh, Mark when I'm I, just. I really love. Yeah, I I like the the kit, but the lack of nodes on that top piece, which it sounds like they fixed. The other thing I didn't like was their lack of interior. Like they just not having the full B pillar inside, just having, I think it was just, I, I might be wrong. I haven't looked at the kit in forever. I thought they just had bar down, maybe a bar across or was it an X? I, I it's remember. got a bar across, but then there's a diagonal bar. So what uh, me yeah. and See, Mark were talking about was this was a while ago, if I remember right. But you coming down and uh, bending up another pair of bars to make that a node over the harness bar. That's that was the plan. Eventually, you know, just get the cage in there, get get the tools. Yeah, to, you can always add. That's yeah. That's... That that's the that's the key, and for you know my wife and the kids that mm -hmm. they feel a little better having something around them. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Even if it's something. I'm the same way. And the reason I went, sorry to cut you off, Cody. Oh, you're fine. You're fine. The reason I went and built mine versus going with a kit was I wasn't happy with any of the interior stuff that they did for a four door. Um, I had seen pictures here and there of what people did for the interior of a, ugh, interior of a four door, but Nothing, nothing really. There are bits and pieces I liked, but nothing I really liked just altogether. It was just taking bits from a lot of different designs. And uh, I mean, I think it came out pretty decent. And it's definitely way overbuilt. I'd rather have it overbuilt than just like a couple random pillars and a couple random bars here and there. See, but you, did, you did a really good job with Ben's with your interior cage. Like, it's. I was going coming from nothing. I yeah. was just reading. I knew nothing. The first thing I bent was that halo. Yeah. And that's a complicated bend. I could have done it better. Second time around, I'll probably do it better. I'm planning on doing a cage for another guy. But, I mean, it's all just practice. I mean, just... I don't know. I'm, I'm genuinely impressed with you. I just like the bends that you did in your interior and just the uh, the openness of it. Kind of like even having the cage, it doesn't feel restricted. Yeah. With interior ever that's why i like the hybrid style because it kind of keeps the interior room you're not yep. like all you know compressed because i've seen interior cages in an xj and it's just it's too tight there's already no space like right. so yeah the xjs are small enough as they are see that's yep. why you do what i'm doing and just no more back seat i'm doing an interior cage but i'm just making the decision like in reality i'm starting to do enough shit where like there shouldn't be people in the back anyways now like I, if I'm going up for like a crazy obstacle that I need that cage, then there's not enough room for somebody to rush out of it, like rush out of it. The things on fire and that the doors are already small enough as it is. So backseat is no more. So kind of makes it easier to make that decision when you can just say fuck the backseat. Where if you have kids that yeah you know, they need they need a place to sit, and they can't just ride to strap to the roof. <laughs> yeah. Now I well, built they can. It's just frowned upon. <laughs> I built my cage different than a lot of people like. 
but I enjoy the way it looks and I enjoy the styling on it, whatever. I built my cage though because there was no one that had, in my opinion, a two-door cage with the pillar far enough back for my seats. True. I had to move my seats in two inches from where they were supposed to mount, like using the factory style bracket, to get them to clear my door so I can shut my door. So, they're also really, like, fat in the back. So, I had to uh, push my B-pillar back quite a ways. Like, it mounts at the back, like, right in front of the... Or the seat mount, seat belt mount is in front of my B-pillar. So, it's pretty yeah. far back. And, Mine, yeah. Mine's right at the line. How far back from your... I guess, I mean, no, even in a two-door, your door's going to be further back anyways so your seat yeah. belt is already further back wow but yeah. my head my head if i turn to the left like i sit so far back in my jeep i can look through my back window so that's something wow. that i have to consider with mine yeah, you, you can't do like yeah. a b pillar in the same spot i did mine well why that's can't i just do like a bent um harness bar if the b is sitting in between like my shoulder and the headrest which is technically scary but i'm gonna have to wear a helmet if i do an interior cage anyways I, why can't I just do a bent harness bar to get that extra space? See, that's why I went with all the padding. Because, I am I mean, my, I don't imagine I would ever have an issue where I'd get rocked so much that my head would go to the B-pillar, but it's right in that awkward spot. You haven't where my seat... then, have you? What? <laughs> you haven't uh, no. spot when he's thrashing then, because I've hit my head twice on Colin's cage. I mean, I, <laughs> I've, I've had the thing sat in there. I mean, Yeah, but he didn't build a cage for you. You build Cody. the cage around yourself. Right. So yes. on my seat, I was like, if I can't sit in this thing and not have my head smack against tube, if I do something stupid, then this isn't going to work and I need to change this. The one spot was that B pillar. So having the B pillar be further back would have been beneficial, but I didn't want to do that because I wanted to save the back seats. So everything's a little bit more forward than I would have liked. So. I don't know. It's yeah. I know mine's an oddity because it's it's w really far back and there's no hope of getting a back seat in it. The cage mm -hmm. sits like maybe three or four inches in front of the back seat. You just couldn't sit in it, yep. so there was no point. But but honest honestly, like down the road, if, if for whatever reason I don't decide to just trash the XJ and I I keep it and I'm, I redo the cage and make it more of a buggy like thing then that's probably what I'll do is, I mean, those doors will probably just get cut out and I'd bring the B pillar way back. Yeah. Just because it gives you more space, more space to put the seat where you want it and everything. If I'm being honest though, I'm very rapidly approaching the point where I'm like, why don't I just build a, f build a frame under this thing, redo my rock sliders and just move my cage pillars up a little bit. So, because everything that I'm doing at this point, it's like I'm patching that rear section because it needs to get patched because the unibody is rotting apart there. I'm getting slightly frustrated. And I just kind of want to... the club. Unibody's falling apart. <laughs> I have to cut out my stiffeners to fix the frame so I can weld new stiffeners onto that section. Oh, it's not going to be fun. And at that point, I'm just torn because it's like... That is big oof. Build another yeah. Build I, I don't want to build another vehicle, you though. You can't. You're, you're too far committed. I you know how much money I'd lose if I was to just give up and be like, oh, yeah, my, my, my track bar 
where the frame is is all fucked up. I'm just gonna throw this this thing out, right? No, I guess I've been so close to doing that. You'd be better off just doing a four link at that point, Graham. Just getting rid of the track bar in total and doing a four link. Yeah, but then I can't drive it on the road because it wouldn't drive nice at all. Yeah, if you did a full hydro, it would. You don't want full hydro on the road. I'm just, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, just, I'm just saying in general, like if if you're saying that you need to it's cut not out that hard of a fix, you gotta cut out your yeah. B pillar, you gotta cut out this, you gotta cut out that. No, that's you're just me so extremely bad. nerding. It's not though. backtracking, it's improving what I've messed up. The nice and, thing about metal is you can always just remove it and fix it and add more where you need it, right? It's it's very it's fluid in a lot of ways, which is what I have learned to yeah. love about all this stuff is well, if you mess it up no big deal you just cut it out and put a new piece in and it'll be stronger if you do it right well and, that's and, the point i'm at oh sorry Mark. i was gonna say no it's, i'm sorry um graham i know i know you and luke have kind of talked about this in previous podcasts like where are you ripping the track bar off because i i heard that and now i have this like thing in the back of my head like yeah i gotta okay. really over design the shit out of this thing yep so if your track bar is sit it, mine is more forward from the factory location not mine's, by much mine's about two or three inches forward toward mm-hmm. the front of the vehicle safe yep so what happened to mine was there's still it stacks of metal right there's a bunch of sheets i think yep. there's like three or four and it was ripping at the lower ones just the one that was attached to and the issue that i'm having is i didn't weld those sheets together I should have because it, it, it was that gross. Square like a uh, piece, if you will. There's like a square piece of the unibody that connects in where your motor mount connects. That yeah, area. It's forward it's of that though. Plate, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's yep. this mess of sandwich plates. I didn't weld the cracks because, or not cracks, but the sh- different sheets because they're filled with grease and oil and all sorts of shit. And you know, there's not an easy way to get in there to clean it all out. Yeah. So I figured, okay, well, I'm going to put bolts through where the factory track bar mounts. That should keep everything sandwiched together, clamping force and such. Plenty strong. Issue is because the track bar was more forward, it was flexing out. And the plate on the side that I have, the stiffener, was plenty strong to hold hold the track bar. The bottom metal, though, wasn't. So it was rocking it uh, sort of okay. out. And then it was pushing back as well. So what I'm having is the whole bottom of the thing is it's like sardine canning open. Yeah. Right. So like every point that wasn't uh, stiffener or was just not held in well because they don't weld them at the ends. You can weld it at the end. You probably have more luck. What I'm going to do, though, is I'm going to fix all that. I'm going to take a bar, go across to the other side of the frame. Yep. And that should just that should be all I need. Because yeah. I've, I've heard you guys talk about it, and I, I was going to get under there probably in the next couple of days and kind of try to fab up some type of a, a crossbar, kind mm-hmm. of cross uh, cross member support for the track bar. Just hearing what you guys were having trouble with. Yeah, I think it's probably some, an un, an unspoken issue with a lot of people is the unibody in that front just not holding together under. It cracked mine. Yep. Years of use, it just gets messed up it's who not who, really who is a, the, the cracked body unibody virgin was it is a cody right he hasn't cracked his unibody yet i have no my unibody's still good 
I mean, I got plenty of debt. Not anymore. You just jinxed it, brother. <laughs> <laughs> no, I got no no rot down there yet. So oh, just kind of too abusive. Just so. roll under it. You'll probably find something that's correct. It's usually how oh, I find them. I'm it's sure. like, oh, yeah. wow. Nice. <laughs> so in my case, effort. what happened was that plate that we were talking about, I didn't weld mine either because I wasn't thinking about it. I moved my track bar forward by taking a rough country track bar mount. I ground it down flush and I welded on an extension to it on the front. I yeah. welded that into the unibody after moving it forward one hole. Excuse me. Um, and then I burned all of that into the unibody and I put a Barnes mount off of that with a tube running to the front like and it mounts up next to the steering box brace so it's welded from the steering box mount all or not steering box brace but from where the steering box bolts up and i've got that brace in there on the other side of the unibody so from that entire area back to the track bar is burned into the stiffener and i thought oh this thing's never gonna flex Nah, it just moves the whole frame rail and it cracked yeah, in there. It doesn't help doesn't solve the problem. It's just <laughs> right down just the center of the seam. Yep. Right down the center of the seam of my unibody, there's like a four inch long crack that just runs straight and it's opened up like a tuna fucking can. <laughs> God. So Mine's I'm gonna have to XJ life. <laughs> yep. Unibodies. Yeah. Jacob I am... keeps telling me to uh just cut the unibody off and do uh you know a, a tube frame. I'm like, no, it's way too much work for the other stuff I've got to get I'll done. I'll be honest though. Starts. I'll be honest though. That is on the list. I'm gonna bugger this thing back together, and after I move, if I have enough room where I can just put the jeep down and do what I want to do, I'm lifting my um. Or the stiffener and not the stiffener. I'm sorry the slider. I'm gonna move that up four inches Just cut the fucking door build my own fucking frame redo the cage attachment points They're not held in very well anyways, right you haven't or did you reinforce them yet? I've got the nope. reinforcements <laughs> cut. I'm gonna be welding those in uh, I know well, that they're gonna still move gonna be there father. They haven't broken off yet no, no, I think you're missing what I'm saying. I'm talking about like cutting the frame rail off at the firewall and cutting it out of the floor pan and just redoing a whole new floor pan with the rock sliders welded in. Put gotcha. it on jack stands off of the rock sliders and just redo everything under there. Because at this right, point, so with how fucked up it is, there's no point in trying to save it but I like the vehicle enough that I don't want it to die because I want to drive this thing until my kids are driving this thing. That won't happen, but it's a nice dream. It's a nice <laughs> dream, but it'll rot I, out before that. Not but... the way, not the way I've seen you guys wheel. I'm sorry. Mm. <laughs> yeah, it's a... Well, Listen, that was a really mild day too. <laughs> that was a mild <laughs> day. You guys. <laughs> Didn't even get to see anything entertaining. That was like us turning the scale up to maybe fifty percent. That's kind of what I thought. <laughs> I could tell. I could tell. I don't. I don't think it was even fucking fifty percent. Dude, we I ran um, at, the, at the top. Where I was when I was all twisted up in that in in that. Okay, rock you garden. you might have been at like sixty percent there. I'll give you that. I just well, walked away. I was like, these guys are fucking crazy. <laughs> 
I think we've said it before. It's just about getting comfortable on those dumb obstacles, right? We might be like, crazy, but we are more than willing to sit there and help you change a Dana 30 shaft. Not anymore. <laughs> Trust well, me, we'll change be Dana there. 60 shafts, uh, we'll help you with that because that's cool. <laughs> well, like I said, you guys are the ones who got me into it, and then that's that's kind of sparked sparked a big chunk of the fire. Just like, well, what, what do you guys? How do you do this? Like, what did you guys do? You know, I remember it was funny because we got your axle shaft in, and you walked up to my Jeep, and I popped the hatch open, and you're just like, "Wait, what?" Because you were looking at the roof, and you were looking at how it was all tied in, and there's like a big old hex in the back of my jeep right behind the seats and everything to just give the listeners perspective and it was kind of funny because i was explaining how everything was tied together why i went with what i went with for axles and mark was just sitting there like puppy dog eyes as i'm explaining how easy it was to use an artac truss which seriously if you don't know what you're doing there are so many swap kits on the market now that doing one tons is literally almost a bolt-in affair if you know how to weld. Well, actually, now that you say that, let me ask you this. If you had to do it all over again, would you use Artec Truss, or would you just get generic brackets and make it work? So, uh, can I come at this with the knowledge that I have now and where I want my Jeep to go now? Absolutely. No, you have to throw away your knowledge. Just okay. Totally. Well, oh, if you're going to throw away your knowledge, yeah. <laughs> I would have done an 05 plus. Just yep. like at, at this point, it's the 35 spline outers would have been worth the extra purchase cost. I realized this. Whatever. Wasn't the brightest decision I ever made. Wasn't the worst decision I ever made. I'm happy with it. Um... But I would have probably bought a Barnes low-profile truss, bought the brackets, and just welded it all in together and put coilovers on it and thrown it under the Jeep. But that's someone that knows how to bend tube. That's someone that at this point is setting up a set of coilovers, so doing another set doesn't scare me because mine currently cycle okay. I guess to add to that, if it's something, I don't know. Like the Cherokees, I think the, the hashtag I use in all my Instagram posts that nobody looks at, unless it's that one that everybody looks at, apparently, behind my back. I look at all your posts. <laughs> the, I, I don't know if I still do it, but I used to do, it was the Cookie Cutter XJ. We, or we, Luke does it as well. And it, I think that's sort of the joke, is with Cherokees, right, there's just so much stuff you can you can throw at them that's super easy to work with and all the all the measurements for stuff you know, TJ, XJ. yeah that one too that, well that's one of them that's one of my favorites yeah, average Jero <laughs> car um but like i don't know with a cherokee i have no problem using a, a pre-made truss or anything like that right it's it's i was work. so happy on the note of that hashtag though i made it to beat not babied story with the average Jero car sto- or as the hashtag over it that made me like <laughs> chuckle. This is so fucking good. Cause that was at Roush with Jamie and all of them. We gotta get him on a podcast at some point. Yeah, but that was a <laughs> It's funny yeah. because when you're at our level and you meet the next level people, 
it's humbled, just as much as a <laughs> yeah <laughs> you're like whoa there's people that do dumber stuff than us <laughs> awesome i love it uh, yeah with the, with the cherokee i think pre-made trust i wouldn't think twice about it the only reason i don't have i don't even have a truss i just have brackets uh was because i got the axle from luke it didn't have a truss on it it had brackets on it and i just sort of i added a few brackets and then some gusseting between a couple of the brackets and it's it's been strong enough that being said i have seen dana 60s turn the tubes in the housing you know from the now, diff housing the tube i is think turned. that that comes so back a... to uh the competence of the welder because if i remember correctly yes, someone else time, had welded that at axle same time I wouldn't want to have to deal with that. Yeah. You know, I'm just going to say though, isn't, isn't always. Yeah. And I'm spoiled. You're, you're not heating things right. It doesn't matter if, how much you weld it. If it cracks, it cracks and it's not strong anymore. I so, am definitely spoiled because I've got that <laughs> torpedo. So I set the torpedo like a foot away from the axle and then I take a map gas torch before I go to do the weld and I heat the section that I'm about to weld. And by doing that, because this torpedo is a 400,000 BTU unit, I think it's ridiculous. Um, it gets the casting up to like 280 and then taking the map gas torch to it, you can get it up to 350 where you want to weld it with pretty easy and not taking a lot of time to do it, if that makes sense. It takes like an hour to preheat. And you don't have to go crazy with the preheating stuff. I think we talked about it a little bit on previous podcasts, but I welded my 205 housing. I welded a 3-8 plate on my 205 cast housing with the help of an acetylene torch to heat the whole thing up to like 400 degrees. And then I used my, my shitty 140-amp 110 volt outlet welder to weld the thing in. If I'm being honest, though, you can do so much with a 140 that it's not funny. I wouldn't have an issue if I had the time, like two days or so, to do the finished welding on the cage instead of doing it in a day with my machine. I would do it with a 140. Just better, even though with tubing, it's that doesn't matter. Like no, it's just the duty cycle. Yeah, it's I'm, not the weight of the material with roll cage tubing because my roll I'm cage is all. You're advocating things. for small welders that uh. No, I'm I'm things. agreeing with you. <laughs> I was always going to do a lot of this stuff with a 140, but I just I got a good deal on a 190, so I was like, yeah. oh, you know, I'm gonna kind of please tell me you out. got a hoe bag. I got a I got a hoe bag 190. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, isn't Where'd that Where did you get it? I bought it used for like 400 oh. bucks. Damn! I bought mine oh, brand that, new. That's a really good deal. Yeah, yeah actually, but I think it was up near where you live. Uh, you're you're what in Litchfield or Northwest uh, right? We're uh, I'm in Torrington. He's out of uh, Harwinton, if I remember right. So, so yeah, I bought it from a guy Hills. from Winston. <laughs> How many teeth did he have? Well, that's probably why I got a discount on it. But no, <laughs> no. <laughs> that's awful. Um, yeah, no, he. Uh, he actually had a bunch of uh, MJs. He was fixing a bunch of sheet metal on, and he's just like, "This is too much machine for me." I was like, "Yeah, right, whatever." Was it uh by his, any chance? Was his name Kevin? Yes. 
<laughs> Graham oh, bought shit. a J20 off of him. I just bought a J20 off of that guy. Really? Yep. He sold a 190 for 400 bucks? Yeah. Wow. I think it was like 400, 450 bucks, something like that. But I mean, for a 190 machine, it was, I couldn't say no. And then I sold my 140 for like 350. Yeah. yeah so <laughs> I ended up picking up my 190 hoe bag through Tractor Supply Company. They had a Black Friday deal going where it was like $700 as it sat, but then they took a quarter of the price off. So I ended up walking out of there for like 500 bucks with a brand new machine that had never been ran. Wow. That's pretty dang good. And it's it's now been used and abused. I I beat the crap out of mine lately and it still comes back for more. So pretty good. Oh yeah. Yeah. When you guys get to, and I know you guys are talking about like preheating. Have you guys ever tried, and this is what I used on mine. My Dana 60 was um, a Harbor Freight weed burner. It got up to temp like within 10 to 15 minutes. That's an interesting strategy. I just use the torpedo and a map gas torch because yep. I normally have some help from Kish and he'll take the map gas torch and hit the area right before I go to weld it. So he'll be doing like six or eight inches in front of the weld and it's just enough room that the gas doesn't dissipate so it's cheating but yeah so what did you use uh a weed burner a weed burner yeah so it's it's basically it's a 30 dollar part you can hook it up to a propane tank like one for a grill oh okay like one of those like wide um, yeah it's like a little it's a giant blowtorch yeah, yeah, it's like a giant blowtorch, and it can get. Te- it got my axle up to temp within 10, 15 minutes, and that thing burns. Wow. When you so nice. when you said weed burner, I thought you were talking about like a like an actual like weed burner. So I'm thinking like a little handheld torch. I'm like, how the fuck did that thing get it going that hot? <laughs> I was so confused. I'm like, hey, teach their own, but Jesus. <laughs> when I did the truss on my Dana 30, I actually tried using a map gas torch, and I was there for like an hour, like. Like, yep. come on, yeah, this thing's taken forever. Well, Lake Luke said we also would just sit the uh, the axle housing in front of our torpedo. big torpedo yeah. for yeah. like an hour. That's the way to do it. I mean, especially doing it, getting it up to temp slowly is probably a lot better than the, the harsh kind of yeah. quick, quick yeah, you, thing. You want to do it slowly. Yeah. yeah it's well, you want to cool it slowly. Who cares how you heat it up? Well, it's opinion. it's funny you say that because like i've um i've seen two two trains of thought where it's it's you can i've done actually three different ways i've used sand uh on smaller parts like smaller cast parts like if you're doing knuckles and you're well doing like a high steer weld on arms i did that with sand worked flawlessly perfect you know you preheat it you you burn it in you post heat it real quick, get a matching temperature. You throw it in a big thing of sand. Works phenomenal. I've had like one. I'm batting 100 on those. Huh. Um, when it comes to wrapping in a blanket, I'm probably 50. percent So like you heat it up, you burn it in, you post heat it, and then blanket it up like with a welding blanket and stuff. I've yep. I've I've had to grind cracks or grind welds and re weld it. Mm-hmm. And then sitting there, the other time I've done it was post heat till the point where it's down to like a hundred degrees. Like you literally just sit there with a thermometer every couple of minutes. Like, yep. and that, that seems to work well too, but you're there all day. Yep. So, better off to just buy a big sandbox. 
<laughs> just hey, at the end of the day, you you work with what you got. You know, yes. Sand's only what eighteen bucks a yard. So I mean, if you had a big enough container, it's only eighteen bucks for a whole like one yard of it. So no, <laughs> but in all seriousness, you can do you a do... lot with a little bit more prep work with a one forty. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I you know sort of. A piggyback off that i've had decent luck with blankets i don't use a welding blanket or anything i don't i don't have a welding blanket i don't want to spend money on a welding blanket uh, i should i do plenty of welding i should there's I dude it, it was twenty dollars <laughs> at harbor freight for two okay. there's no harbor freight anywhere near me uh, harborfreight.com with the free shipping is chad Okay, well, maybe I'll look at it, but I've been doing pretty good with bath towels. I just take a bunch of them, and then I take oh, ratchet straps God. and ratchet them on there. It worked for my high steer knuckles. The one that I preheated, or you know, I, I, I heated it up, welded it on, and then I took bath towels. It, this was also in like 19, you know, 15 to 19 degree weather. It was cold as shit the year I was welding these up outside. So it was going to drop the temperature quick. I wrapped it in these blankets. Uh, ratchet strapped it to keep it all tight left it there till it was you know safe to touch didn't crack the other side i didn't do that it cracked i had to grind everything down and do it again after some other guy with a bigger welder had come back and tried to fix it same way it just doesn't you have to do something but i think if you do anything you're infinitely better off than doing nothing yeah so I will also add to that one thing that I like to do is put the torpedo on it as it's post or like as a post heat to let it just sit there and blast hot air over it as it cools. So hmm. I don't know if that helps or anything, but then I'll take oh, uh, the anything. welding blanket and I wrap it in the welding blanket before I leave. And there have been a my shop's not heated. So there have been, it'll get down to whatever temperature the outside is. I'll leave, but I'll have wrapped it in the blanket with having let it sit in front of the torpedo for two hours before I wrapped it. And I'll come back and the welds will be perfectly fine. I did have one weld crack, and that was the weld that I did on the bottom of my Dana 60 housing to connect the tube. It cracked around that perimeter, so I've got to fix that. Mm. that's See, part I'm of the big, reason my axle's coming out i'm a big advocate of the uh, crocheted blanket you know like get, get grandma to make you a few <laughs> you just wrap it up nicely you cuddle it till it goes to sleep like that's, that's kind of my go-to cools down real nicely <laughs> i fucking bet love and care love and care love and they don't crack DLC, man. That's all it needs. sweet grandma's love takes hey. care of all <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! I oh, guess. Oh, Mark, you first. Oh no, I was just gonna say because I know it, I, I I asked the question and there was a, kind of an ulterior motive for it. Um, with the predetermined, like the swap axle truss or the swap tr swap trusses, mm -hmm. like if I were to do it again, I probably I'd get it. I'd probably run a generic axle truss and modify it to my needs because outside of the actual truss. I've pretty much modified the perches, the spring cups, uh, the track bar bracket. Like, literally, the only thing that was untouched was the actual truss. You know, and That's I'm in the point. same point, or I'm in the same group with that, I should say, because it's like, 
If I do an 05 plus to replace my current axle, because I don't know if I really want to just swap everything over and eat the 400 bucks for the truss with a $250 uh, high pinion 60 from, you know, a junkyard when they have one of their stupid sale days, it's, I wouldn't do it again. I would just burn my coilover tabs onto one of their low profile trusses. I would build my own track bar mount because now I don't have to deal with the fact that I've got coils in it. And like, once you start eliminating factors, it actually almost seems like simpler. Yeah. Because I remember we went back and forth, Luke, like, hey, this track bar bracket, I know you guys mentioned it. God, that was awful looking. But, um, <laughs> like, yeah, it's there was so much work to get that to sit right, like moving the I'm cups trying to, back. I'm Go trying ahead. to remember what that looked like. I, I can't remember. The god-awful track bar bracket. <laughs> yeah, I want to see. I, so I got to dig it up. It was a Barnes, it was a Barnes uh, four-wheel drive um, offset bracket. Put in the factory location, no, I'm going to say factory, the RTEC location, mm-hmm. probably about, I want to say, eight inches off where the C starts. And it's where the RTEC one kind of locks in. It's notched, it fits into the truss real nice. But the Barnes wasn't designed to do that. And for whatever reason, I, I went with that because I wanted it to sit a little higher so I could run a little less angle on the track bar. I wanted to try to get it as parallel as possible. Mm-hmm. And that just wasn't the case. But um, when I burned, I tacked it in. I'm like, it looks okay. And I burned it in. And I'm, I'm like, this, looking this, at the picture now. I'm like, this is a mistake. <laughs> I, I think it, I messaged Luke. I'm like, does this look okay? Like, knowing full well. like, no. <laughs> yeah. What did you end up doing to fix it? Have you fixed it yet? Trust the way it was. Weren't sitting right. They were bowed, like, all different ways. Because the the truss is designed for, um, like kind of factory location, the way that yep. the coils sit. So I'm two inches stretched forward, so push the coil buckets forward. I had all this weird bowing; nothing really lined up well. So I actually there's enough space to on those perches to move the cups back. So I cut the cups off, moved them back about two inches, and when I did that, I was able to cut the front of the perches off and move the track bar all the way across. So now my track bar is like 39 inches. My drag link's like 39 and a quarter inch, which I'm like, that's pretty good. Angle is like almost dead spot on. And nice. um, the coils are sitting better. However, I'm just like, eh, fuck it. I'll just get rid of the coils and just do coilovers. Yeah. That's, <laughs> so I don't have to deal with it. That's sort of where I'm at, right? My, it, You're never going to get a perfect track bar length, track bar to drag, drag link, link length. If you have coils, just because they take up so much space. They really do. The the packaging on that is awful. Yep. And I mean, I've got a, I think we've mentioned it a few times. I have a little bit of bump steer. Mine aren't quite the same length, even with the outboard uh, frame rail track bar, frame side track bar mount. It's, it's close, but it's still not perfect. And it's close. It's good enough. It drives good enough. But with coilovers, I would, I'd pull the track bar bracket, the last inch or two it needs to get it perfectly lined up. So that's probably so the best. That was mine's odd in the fact that I have the um, like tie rod ends, and just due to the way that that moves the drag link over, I have almost equal 
equal lengths at the same angle and they it drives really nice but if i didn't have that it wouldn't work nearly as well so i completely understand your point there yeah, yeah i just got lucky to get it to drive right like initially i had it i didn't have everything in the right holes and i had some really bad bump steer i think it was it was i mean you're talking like half an inch of a difference right yeah it turned it from you know driving like not great on the highway to you know i can drive it on the highway almost with my hands off the wheel and drive straight and you can were hit you, a bump doesn't were you hydro assist at the time yeah so i'd only i only drove it without hydro assist on the road around town for a very short period of time it was sort of in between i wasn't that was always in the plans for the axle when I was building or doing the axle swap. Yeah. But I had it around town. So I was like, okay, I've got a, you know, a half-assed steering setup. I might as well drive it. I've been working on this thing for months. So I did drive it. And I think uh, what definitely solidified that, you know, hydro assist is a must is I hit like a tiny little bump with the steering, which was, I mean, it was shitty, but it wasn't, it was tight. There was nothing wrong with it. Right. It just, I hit a bump and it was just, going probably 35 and it just shook shook the whole thing i was like uh i with the amount of especially knowing what i know now the unibody not holding those brackets in you know really adequately because it's a unibody yeah. right I'm, I'm not messing around with death wobble and the hydro assist has really been great for that it doesn't even with the track bar basically ripping off on the bottom yeah it, and it doesn't you you wouldn't know unless you looked at it that it's got that going on with it the hydro assist just masks all problems which is a blessing and a curse because right. it drives great regardless of what's going on with it so you have to take a look at it more often but hmm. yeah, I, I gotta set mine up hopefully it's coming in the next week and what are you doing for a hydro assist are you just doing you know modify pump factory box or did you buy a kit um kit? let's see i got a wj pump so I'm going to try okay. to run that. And then I have a factory box with the DIY four-wheel drive um, adapter. Okay. So it just replaces that cone at the very bottom of the the, the, the box. And then uh, I tapped right where uh, the adjustment is. Mm-hmm. The, and that was. And then I just got to get the lines in the... I ended up picking up a P, uh, PSC. Oh, so you uh, did the tap. You tapped the top of the box and the front? Or you got yep. a cap? Okay. Yeah. See, yeah. you're the only other person I know who's done it that way. I did it yeah. that way because the guy, uh, I had a buddy who gave me parts. He was like, here's hydro assist parts. I was going to do it on mine. I didn't end up going that way. So if you want these, you can have them. I was like, okay, I'll take them. <laughs> and, you know, I had lines. The lines didn't end up working. So I ended up getting new lines. And those lines were junk too. I had to get <laughs> PSC lines. But the things that I kept were the, the cap. Yeah, I spent I spent so much time looking because I was like, well, where do I tap when I have this? Yeah. Like everybody taps it right on the sides. Yeah. I didn't know. I, I I didn't realize you could tap the cap and the top aluminum piece. It's way more convenient if you go through boxes, though, because you can just unbolt the top and take the front off. So right. I've, I've said it a few times on the podcast, I think, is it's a it's a pretty good way to go if you don't want to tap a box every single time. Well, that that's kind of the thing is, is I just didn't want to tear a box apart with all the ball bearings and everything. Yep. You got to drop everything. It's, it's, it's literally one seal 
which is hard, easier said than done. But it's one seal. Yeah. The cap comes off. You put the new one on. Reseal it, and it's already tapped. It's ready to mm-hmm. go. And then that aluminum piece, the the cap on the top there, it's held in with four bolts. It's it's yep. it's, it's thick aluminum, so it drills really easy. It taps mm-hmm. pretty easy. That sounds so much easier than the ways that I've been looking into doing it off the side. Like that kind of gets me excited for when I do mine. It, that's it is. Like, that's if you sick. can find somebody who makes a cap, like the DIY four by four. Yep. Yep. Um, the tapping the top of the box is very easy. It's not hard. The downside that I've found is running the lines kind of sucks compared yep. to just putting them on the side. I've yep. I've set up both styles. I just finished drilling and tapping and installing a box for my buddy who's the guy. He actually, gave, the guy who gave me the parts came back to me and I set him up with hydro assist doing the <laughs> traditional method with the, you know, tapping the holes. He had a really shitty box that was just totally clapped. I'm actually going to use parts from that one in a different box. I've gotten pretty good at taking them apart because I've blown so many of them up. So I know how to make them not blow up, which is <laughs> plus. But, um, it's it's way more of a pain in the ass but if you're looking for packaging right those two holes right on the side it puts it right by the track bar you can put both the lines on the track bar so i don't know there's pros and cons the one thing i've seen is it kind of sucks with the way i'm doing it is because um you got to cut the front cross member right Mm -hmm. in front of the box to make a line room for the lines that's if you have a good bumper it doesn't matter i've had i've run mine without the front cross member for two years yeah, I mean, I just cut a little like three by three, um, little patch out of it, and mm-hmm. so I can get to the the box and. And we wonder problem. why our frames are walking. No, because we cut them apart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that guy who said his Jeep was fine without the cross members having a uh, unibody problems. Weird. Yeah, well, that's just that's one weird. side, right? And yeah. even. Well, I had the, the stinger, the, the old stinger bumper was holding everything together. You saw how straight that thing was. Didn't move at all. Steering stabilizers or steering braces. Yeah. I'm so happy to see you. I probably saved it. Seeing your stinger on my buddy's Toyota is like the best thing in the world. Like looking it at looks it, so stinger, much better. Yeah. Like it's, 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 it has the. I'm glad he kept the stickers and didn't repaint it. It's, <laughs> oh my god. And he's, he's already planning on keeping it the way it is. I'm just looking, I'm like touching, I'm like, ah, oh, this thing's been into my Jeep. Time. So like, uh, I'll, I'll put the picture in our uh, in our chat here so you can see it, Mark. Uh, it's pretty, it's good. Yeah, Colin, I said it, I don't know if I've said it on the podcast. Colin built me a different bumper. I haven't taken many pictures of it yet. As soon as I start working on my Jeep, I'll... Uh, I'll go ahead and start posting it around. But it's a very different look. And I sold, literally, when I took the bumper off, I got like a couple people asking me if they wanted to buy, like that they wanted to buy the bumper. I was like, are you sure? This thing is trashed. And we, I, I had Colin take pictures, like the whole thing. And the only thing he, like every picture, everything was bent. Like nothing was straight. There was not a single straight piece of metal on the thing, except for, you know, the, the stinger hoop. And I think what this guy did, he cut the stinger off and put it on a flat sheet metal bumper. It looks pretty good, all things considered. Funny yeah. enough, uh, he cut the rear supports perfectly to how his bumper was, like, bent. And mm-hmm. it, it looks like it would, like he bought it that way. It's perfect. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. It's um, Come on. 
Yeah, I do dig how that bumper is done. I think you've Which shared one? a couple. My new one or um... your new one? Yeah, I do like uh, seeing the old one on that Toyota though. It's kind of cool. <laughs> yep. Um, wait, what did you send it in? Or did you not send it in? I'm still looking for it. Here it is. Yeah, it's in the other chat. Um, I was going to say I didn't realize that there there was a chat on the side. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice too because like that's like where we can throw different ideas into. As like if we're talking or something, we could just be like chat it in really quick and then. Wrap it up. Yep. Yeah, a little, little giving away the trade secrets on the podcast. <laughs> I think we covered uh, quite a bit today. Anyone got any final thoughts or you want to cut it here? I think we're good here. All righty. Yeah. Well, in this case, uh, keep a fire extinguisher nearby and um, make sure that the tires are like stacked in a pile or something. <laughs> <laughs>